When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yesterday's concert is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Welcome to Yesterday's Concert, a podcast that celebrates live music. My name is Lance Ingram, and in this episode, I open the mailbag to address some of your questions. In the inaugural mailbag episode, I'm answering, what is my favorite show, and how to master the art of online ticket buying. Grab your earplugs, because I'm spilling all my secrets. Welcome to my first mailbag episode. These are questions you've submitted or ones that I frequently get asked when I guest interview or in a friendly conversation before shows. Before I address today's two questions, I want to put it out there. If you have questions or want some concert tips, drop me an email, info at yesterdaysconcert.com. All right, so here we go. First question, what's my favorite concert? Whenever somebody finds out that I'm a live music fanatic and have been to nearly a thousand shows, there's always one question people want to know. Of all the music-related questions, this is, without question, the most frequently asked. Every interview I've done, every conversation, every DM, every AMA, everyone wants to know, what's your favorite concert? I can only assume people want to know because everyone has a favorite concert, or maybe there's hopes that we'll have a show in common, or maybe it's some mega-rare performance like that time Bruce Springsteen did a solo acoustic show of only Madonna covers in Japan. That never actually happened, nor was I in attendance, but it's hard to imagine a better show than that one. Uh, And before I answer this question, I always feel the need to clarify my answer because this is a question much more loaded than people realize. Anytime someone asks a broad stroke question using terms like best, favorite, or most memorable, it's difficult to answer because it minimizes nuances. For all you up-and-coming journalists, a much better question is, is there a club show that stands out as more special than the rest, or... What's the biggest audience you've ever been a part of? Those questions open it up so much more, and you'll likely get a better answer. But it's a really difficult question to answer. There are some severe differences between an arena show and a club show. It's hard to compare seeing one of the biggest names in music in a stadium filled with 80,000 people versus an unknown band in a bar with 20 people. Totally different experiences. So I say all that to say, it's a really tough question. Either way, I get this question a lot, so I'll do my best to answer it here and have it on public record. My favorite concert was Paul McCartney in 2009 at the Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Going back to my argument, this was one of the biggest audiences I've ever been a part of, and perhaps the biggest possible name to see. I mean, it's a beetle. How much bigger can you be? 
It's almost impossible to compare seeing Paul McCartney to anyone, aside from maybe the Rolling Stones before Charlie Watts passed, which is a close second. I was young in my concert days when I saw this show. I had maybe two, 300 shows to my belt. I'd been to a lot of great club shows and a few arena gigs, but nothing to the scale in talent or production. As a classic rock stand, it's the premier artist. I went in with low expectations, though, after seeing many other classic rock artists. It's not that they were bad, it's just that they're well past their prime. But McCartney blew me away, and it's mostly credited to his legendary songs. Because isn't that what live music is about? The music? The songs? So if you've listened to yesterday's concert for a while, it's likely you've heard my episode about this concert. It was my inaugural episode for this very reason, which makes this a good time to make an announcement. Yesterday's concert is undergoing a shift. Beginning Tuesday, April 11th, I'm launching a new podcast called Jam Journals. This new show will be the classic narrative-driven storytelling that listeners first adopted with yesterday's concert. As you might have noticed in the last few months, yesterday's concert has turned into an artist interview show. It was unintentional, but it happened. And you know what? I liked it. Some listeners, you may know I have a degree in journalism with an original dream of music journalism. I wanted to talk to musicians for a living, but I gave up on that and a part of me has always regretted that decision. The platform this medium has given to me to revisit that dream has been immeasurable. Rather than muddying yesterday's concert feed with two competing shows, audio dramas, and interviews, I'm branching both styles into their own lane. Yesterday's concert with interviews and jam journals for audio dramas. As mentioned, Jam Journals launches Tuesday, April 11th with new episodes every other Tuesday. Jam Journals already has a trailer up, so go subscribe so you can hear that, as well as you can be ready for that first episode to drop. It's an episode I'm deeply proud of that brings a lot of sentimentality. You can also find a link in the show notes. So, back to the original question. All that said, Paul McCartney is my favorite concert, and the story will be coming to Jam Journals soon. Alright, so the next question. Mastering the art of online ticket buying. How do I secure my spot at the next big concert? Well, it's no secret that buying concert tickets has gotten, shall we say, convoluted in the last decade. The big dogs of the industry have done everything they can to keep fans either priced out or scrambling to get tickets to their favorite artists. From things like platinum seating, to lengthy queues, to put it mildly, we're all frustrated with the game, and no one's going to be sad when the Giants finally fall. So as someone who's been in the competitive ticket-buying game for nearly two decades, I'm going to share my secrets. It's important to know what you're getting into, and by following these tips, you still won't have a pleasant experience, but at least it'll be lubed. So here are five tips to help you buy concert tickets online. Number one, take advantage of pre-sales. Many concert venues and ticket sellers offer pre-sales to members of their fan clubs or to customers who have previously purchased tickets. To be in the know for pre-sales, you got to follow your favorite bands, local venues, and tour promoters on social media. They'll post when and where to get the pre-sale codes. This is a great way to get your hands on tickets before they sell out. And to take it a step further, sign up for the fan club or the mailing list of the band or venue that you're interested in. This way, you'll be the first to know about the upcoming pre-sales. And I probably shouldn't say this one, but I'm going to do it anyway. There are sites you can register for that host pre-sale codes. They cost anywhere from $5 to $10 a month, and they're worth it. I've gotten countless pre-sale codes this way. I hate it. I think it's scummy. But in this market, you got to play the scalpers game if you want to win. All right, so tip number two, use the secondary market. I know you already hate me for mentioning this one, but I got to do it. If you're having trouble finding tickets to a sold-out show, consider using a secondary market like StubHub or Vivid Seats. These platforms allow people to resell tickets that they can no longer use, and you may be able to find a great deal. Yes, they suck, 
but they will at least cover your ticket should the seller not come through. It's much safer than buying through Facebook, Reddit, or even outside of the venue. But in that same vein, not all ticket sellers are created equal. When buying tickets online, be sure to use a reputable seller like Ticketmaster, Live Nation, Axis, or well-known secondary market. I get you don't want to feed the beast, but if your options are getting into the show or getting ripped off, we all have a clear preference. But legit ticketing sites help ensure that your tickets are legitimate and you're not getting ripped off. Be wary of buying from individual sellers or small ticket sellers as they might not be reliable and you may end up losing your money. So we can all hate the game all day, but when it comes to buying on the secondary market, at least go with a big name like StubHub or Vivid Seats or whoever so you can ensure your tickets are fully guaranteed. Also, I can't mention the secondary market without shouting out Cash or Trade. This is another great and up-and-coming platform that makes it fair for ticket buyers. Cash or Trade doesn't allow marked-up ticket prices. The site's terms and conditions require sellers to sell tickets at face value. It's a great option to keep your eyes on for those sold-out shows. However, just a fair warning, because it's such a great tool, it can be very competitive. All right, so tip number three, know your game. Before you jump into the queue for tickets, scout out the venue online. Figure out the stage configuration, and if you can find the information, learn the expected ticket price. Yes, we all want to be front row, but let's be realistic. Those ticket prices are out of your scope. If you've only got 50 bucks to spend, go straight to the upper deck. Straight back from the stage is typically cheaper than the sides. Have a general idea where you want to sit before you join the queue. Sometimes in those exclusive pre-sales, you may not have access to check out without a code, but you can go in and scope out what the ticket prices will be by section. Also, know that the first few rows are going to go the fastest. Bump up to the third or fourth row to ensure a speedy checkout. This will lessen the disappointment of the quote-unquote, another fan beat you to those seats. And my last tip regarding this, ticket giants now charge more to sit in the aisle seats. So unless you want to pay more for an aisle seat, go in about four seats for a better deal. Fourth tip, look for discounts. Crazy, right? Many venues and ticket sellers offer discounts for students, military personnel, and other groups. Be sure to check out for these discounts before making your purchase. Another potentially worst case scenario, you bought tickets and your show isn't selling well. If this happens, it's probable that the venue may drop ticket prices. It will likely be closer to the event, but I've seen $100 tickets get slashed by 50%. When I saw The Who in 2019, I went from a seat in the upper deck for $50 to finding a slash seat in the lower bowl for the same price about two weeks before the show. To take advantage of this deal, all you got to do is call up the ticket provider and ask for an upgrade. For $10 in the price difference, you can bump up your seat locale. So keep your eyes open. Tip number five, practice patience. All right, so I saved the best for last. I'm going to drop the real nuggets in this one. Your favorite band is coming to town and you get into the queue and are disappointed to see 2,000 plus people in line ahead of you. We've all been there, but here are the secrets. For starters, always ensure you're buying in the correct time zone. If you're in Memphis like me, but grabbing tickets to see fish in Atlanta, that on sale time is going to be in Eastern time. Don't miss out because you showed up an hour late. Next tip, have the ticket page open 20 minutes before the on sale time. Roughly 14 minutes out, hit the refresh. Do it about once every 30 seconds until the site joins you into the queue. For Ticketmaster and Live Nation, the queue opens roughly 12 to 14 minutes before the on sale time. While they claim it's randomized at on sale, I can assure you that being early in the queue has never hurt anyone. Once you're in the queue, don't move. Sit on that page and practice your meditation. Internally focus all your Ticketmaster rage on getting the best deal possible. Don't try cheating the system with multiple browsers. It's going to kick you out. And my last tip about this, 
If you practice patience in the queue but still get shut out, practice some more patience when it comes to the secondary market. Be vigilant. Check often and check many places. Tickets are most expensive in the preceding days and weeks following the on-sale. People are in a frenzy because they got shut out, so they're spending high. We were recently in the market for tickets to see John Mayer in Denver, but missed the on-sale. It sold out, and when I went to check a week later, tickets were double face value. I held out, and after checking frequently, was able to score a lower bowl seat for face value. Not all resellers are terrible people. Sometimes they just can't find a babysitter. So to get the best deal, check in the days and even hours leading up to the show. It's risky, but by that point, people are looking to unload the tickets and make at least some of their money back. They're not going to risk a 200% profit if it's only a few hours until showtime. So, that's all I got for today. Hopefully these tips will help. Happy concert going. Look out for jam journals. We'll see you next week with a new episode of Yesterday's Concert. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Yesterday's Concert. Thoughts? Similar experiences? Disagree? Let us know on Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok. Or you can email us at info at yesterdaysconcert.com. If you're feeling kind, give us a review on Apple Podcast. Otherwise, until next time, give us a subscribe, check out our website, yesterdaysconcert.com, and most importantly, take care of your shoes. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.